0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Backstage Gaming, dramatic takes on your favorite games. I'm Chris. And I'm Dylan. And Welcome to week three of minisodes to keep us sane. How's everybody doing out there? I hope well because I love you, especially you. You know who you are. This is a weird weird energy. I'm bringing to this yeah, one. It's uh, also not
0: the first time you've done this bit. I know I'm pretty
1: I was, like I got halfway through I'm like hmm deja vu uh, Which is just every day of my life now that I can't leave my apartment. Yeah, we're we're here. We're here to talk some words about games and storytelling directly into your ears and this week uh, or this Monday I have a topic that I expect will
0: generate some disagreement Oh boy yeah you it's a good thing it's a good thing our view, our listenership is not gangbusters Yeah
1: we or I had this idea cuz I've been playing a lot of games and we we talked a little bit last week about like trying new genres of games and going out in kind of spreading our wings into different genres. And that kind of spun in my brain into the topic for this week, which is I started thinking about genres in other media that, to my mind, don't tend to work super well as games. Not to say they haven't been tried, not to say there aren't games that engage with these genres that are good but there's something lacking there for me and so i want to start with the one i honestly don't know which of these is going to be the hotter take
0: dylan yeah i i don't either i also like they're both I a little one, spicy i i thought of one on my end but we'll oh we'll excellent get there we'll be able we to split up my chris makes people angry
1: tirade uh with with some nice calming dylan energy <laughs> uh the first one that i i want to talk about and this is one that again this is my opinion. And yes, there are a lot of games out there that go for this genre. But I'm always left lacking by romance in games and specifically
0: like player driven romance in Where games. Where the romance is like the primary draw.
1: That, but also when it's kind of like subplotty.
0: Oh, or, really? Or, so, or like, even mission. in, like, an RPG, if, like, yeah. in, in the plot, like, the characters fall in love?
1: And here's where we're, here's where we're getting to. Like, okay. if it is something that is plot-driven and is written by the writers as a thing that is, like, supposed to happen as part of the development of the story and the development of the characters involved, mm-hmm. that's one thing. And that, I think, is where it can work, but that's also not the game if that makes right. sense. that's like, not
0: utilizing the, the medium that's just having a love side plot or a love exactly. plot. Okay,
1: Exactly. And that, that happens in plenty of games. Not Honestly, not as many as I kind of wish it did because a lot of games that involve romantic pairings, it's so that one of them can be fridged so that the other one has motivation, and that's not great. Um, I mean,
0: that's not necessarily true. I've played plenty of uh, games with romance plots... yeah no i I guess i guess that's that's more of a generalization than i mean
1: but like right there there is an issue where like there's not as many games as i would like where there is that kind of like these characters and their relationship with one another is important to the story we want to tell and it's important that it unfolds in a certain way so we're gonna have that happen Mm -hmm. that's fine but like i said that's not the game that is the writers of the game wanting that to be an element of the story going on there's no play involved in that mm-hmm. where it falls flat for me is in things like and i will admit to not playing a ton of these dating sims where like the draw of the game is like you get to pick which one of these busty anime babes that you want to fall in love with you and like oh, you, you get just to pursue a lot that. of people oh i'm sure i did and or fine Busty anime babes
0: or hunky anime dudes <laughs> what not to... what I was getting at, but okay <laughs> <laughs> what were you getting at? Then? I don't know i feel like I feel like in dating Sims, like there is definitely a lot of focus and emphasis on character um and personality type oh, there totally and... is
1: there there totally is, and i'm I'm being facetious. My issue is not that a game is trying to engage with romance. my issue is that the way that it's typically done it just feels too gamey. Like, good romantic stories are about the people involved, and it's about, like, and now I'm gonna get, like, real fucking wax and poetic over here, because I'm mm-hmm. not I don't really know what I'm getting at, but there's there is there is a an element to, like, love and romance and, like, that kind of aspect of the human condition to use the most disgusting terminology i can but like there's no other good terminology for this Mm -hmm. like that is such an integral part of like for a lot of people not for everyone there are aromantic and asexual people out there who like you know if you're aromantic and this is nothing for you then cool but like for a lot of people that is a very integral part of being a person is like navigating your feelings for others and romantic urges and like looking for, you know, if you believe in such a thing, like, quote unquote, "the one." And the way that dating sims engage with it where it kind of just turns out into like a guessing game of like, you know, can you pick the dialogue options and make the use of your time that is going to make like, right. That is going to end in this person being in love with you? Mm-hmm. That just like doesn't it reduces
0: it to a flowchart. Correct, Is yes. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah,
1: it is, it is a reduction of what makes that kind of story and that kind of relationship in a story meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, to use as sort of a counterexample, and this is kind of a weird one because, again, I just talked about my disdain for, like, but what if they're fridged for character motivation? But in all honesty, God of War 2018, the way that that game is about...
0: In oh, people are parts. gonna get really mad at you, Chris. Why? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> because, like, I don't know. Like, there's there's a stigma behind God of War 2018, which is a game I like. Uh, but like, I feel like people are gonna be like, "Oh, here, this guy goes." I'm confused. What? No, it's it's. <laughs> no, like, I like I I want
1: I want to have this conversation on the show because I I don't know uh-huh. what you mean.
0: Like it's it's not even like me trying to criticize you it's it's just that like the the actual stigma is just like oh you know like i i guess like there's a stigma around god of war 2018 as being like whatever the game equivalent of oscar bait is and so like i mean by praising this game that has legitimately good writing you are still like you know i i'm done with that like, I know see, I just ha- see I every... had to point it out I had to point it out before people anyone That's who like fair. may That's be listening fair. to this episode for the first hey, time in hey if, if you have a problem us. with me
1: liking God of War 2018 go listen to all of the episodes of this show where I like completely light up shit like Iconoclasts and Katana Zero and like I'd get off my case anyway <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely like as much as the dead wife motivation is not great the way that that game engages with, like, Kratos' motivation being so rooted in his grief for his dead wife is a lot more profound. And again, this is is on the writing side. This is not gameplay, which is what I'm more concerned with, but, like, that's the kind of weight that a a well-written romance and well-written, like, romantic relationship can bring to a story that just, for me, is not there in dating sims and visual novels and that kind of game. Mm -hmm. because, like you said, it reduces it to a flowchart and an optimization of, like, I need to get all of my Valerie
0: stats maxed out. Do you think if it was done in a way that was more translucent, I I, I don't know uh, the best way to phrase this, do you think if it wasn't, like, so much a flowchart of, like, I have to pick this dialogue option or else I'll lose favor? And I don't know how you would do that. Yeah, like, and and that's kind of the issue, is I don't know what
1: the answer is here, because... mm -hmm. I don't know that there is one. Like mm-hmm. romance is a weird thing to have to translate into an interactive medium because there's no like in the real world there's no such thing as like right and wrong answers for this kind of thing. Right. And like it it's not something that I know like I can be like, visual novels do this wrong, so let me tell you what does it right there, Sonny.
0: Right. Um I remember I don't know. Oh sorry, yeah, go, no, ahead. go for it. I, I remember I was talking with a friend about like a very similar conversation um, and like something I like we were just kind of brainstorming on like what would be an engaging way to like tell a story about a romance in the game and so an idea that I came up with was like what if you're like you know what if you have a dance partner and you can have like multiple love interests and each dance partner love interest that is in the game represents like a different genre of dance and it's a rhythm game and you're doing rehearsals in the rhythm game and so like the the more you rehearse the closer you get the higher you score like the more of a pair you are i don't I know i think
1: that's kind of interesting
0: yeah it was like just you talking about this kind of reminded me of that of like how do we make it so that the affection between your avatar and this character is something that is less of a hard choice that you have to make and more just like you are spending more time with this yeah, character. And, and what I, what I love about that mm-hmm. is you could even go so
1: far as to like like dramatically different dance styles, dramatically different, maybe even like dramatically different styles of input between the different partners.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the
1: choice almost ends up being not about like which one you like most, but which of the gameplay modes feels the most intuitive to you. Yeah, which as one a engages player. you the most. Yeah.
0: Um, There's something
1: like that's that's still not perfect but i really like that
0: kind I, of idea i don't know if like, you can necessarily gamify romances. i don't the think issue, you though. can like but i think that something you can get like close, that where, but...
1: where the the way that the actual gameplay is engaging with you is part of what draws you to whichever partner i think that's that's closer to the kind of thing that i would be interested in seeing mm-hmm. rather than you know dialogue flowcharts or and and this is the same reason, because I mentioned this earlier, like, when you brought up RPGs, my mind went to, like, the, you know, the classic bio where, like, which of your crewmates do you want to romance on the Normandy kind of thing. Yeah. Which, like, can be cool, and there, there at least, there's the benefit of, like, you're kind of like what we were just talking about with engagement, you're gonna pick, you pick your squad to go out with you on the mission, and so, like, there's an element of, like, you as a player becoming fond of one of these characters Mm-hmm. for that reason and that leading into the romance aspect. So there's a little more going on there, but it's still in play. It's just like I made sure I talked to Miranda every time I was aboard the the Normandy and picked the options that wouldn't make her hate me.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I don't know. This is this is not something I have a solution for, but it's it's something that I think that there is an interesting space to be found.
0: What what it sounds like to me is that like and correct me if I'm wrong, but, mm-hmm. like, this kind of reminds me of when I first played Persona 4 back when I was, what, 14 at this point? What what you're saying is making me think of how I originally played Persona 4, which was less, like, I need to appeal to this character in a very specific way, and more, like, I took whenever there was a dialogue option, I would treat it as a personality test. Yeah. And if that, yeah. if that like, gained me favor with that character or not, like that like regardless of what that did i would actually that's an interesting idea like a dating sim where rather than there being a right or wrong answer your inputs determine the personality type of your avatar and that That personality type could be seen as more attractive to this circle of characters and less attractive by this circle of characters
1: and like maybe like i said i'm not the biggest visual novel dating sim person i've only very recently gotten into a couple of visual novels Right. But if you're really into that and you play it kind of like we were just talking about where it's it's less, you know, you're trying to optimize and more you just like answering the questions as you would answer. That's mm. cool. And I'm I'm glad that you're able to get that out of it. I, you know, sound off on Twitter and tell me about your your visual novel experiences.
0: You should use that hashtag BSGpod. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Um God, what was that? I don't I really don't know. I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't gotta like, have it. Like,
0: like, did Jim Carrey like crawl out of your mouth or something?
1: <laughs> I got a little Robotnik in me today. Um, oh, behave! But hey, Dylan, what was the uh, what was the genre that came to your mind?
0: Um, uh, so like, there are a lot of Shonen fighting games. There really um, are. And you know that I love Shonen anime. And I you know I that do, I love fighting I, games. You know I
1: love some Shonen anime and some fight. And I'm getting, I'm getting there with fighting
0: games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, you, you really got your your big push, your your start with uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Correct, which is the best of both worlds. I, I think like my issue with, and this isn't for every single shonen anime out there, obviously, but mm. I, I think my biggest problem with this being the go-to for shonen anime is that even though yes, shonen battle anime are about the battles and the cool powers and the special moves and whatever, and it's basically cartoon wrestling. Um, Yeah,
1: that's honestly
0: pretty accurate. (laughs) Uh, One of my friends got me into wrestling because he's like, it's like real-life anime. And I'm like, oh, that's why people watch wrestling. (laughs) I I love that that's what got you in. Well, what happened was I was showing him Yu Yu Hakusho, and he's like, this is like cartoon wrestling. Dylan, what if I told you that wrestling is real-world anime? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So... I I do love that about uh shonen anime, and I would never want them to stop making shonen fighting games. Although you you could make some of them a little better. Uh, there are yeah, some yeah, some very yeah, slim yeah, pickings yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah, of yeah. these <laughs> fighting games. But anyway, um, hey, 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 Arxis, are you listening? Hey, Arxis, Arxis can't make every shonen anime a they fighting game. They should. <laughs> <laughs> I want my hawk Show fighting game. Give so me,
1: bad. give me a you, give me just oh fuck. What's that? What's the Creator view Yu name. I can't even remember uh, Togashi.
0: That's it. Doshihiro give me, give me just
1: The the Togashi crossover fighting game. So I can have Yusuke Urameshi fight Gon.
0: <laughs> um, and we lost our audience. Uh, yep. Goodbye. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway uh, I I think like something that, as I've been reading like you know more Hunter x Hunter and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, is this idea that like there's kind of there's a subgenre of shonen battle anime where the characters skill sets and their powers are used less for straight up combat and more for like these more roundabout situations for example in the latest part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure ie my favorite part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure um the main character Josuke Higashikata his stand uh his power set is like creates soap bubbles that steal things and these things can range from like a physical thing like there's a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons dice on my desk right now he could put a bubble and the bubble would absorb those dice and flood away back to him and he would have those dice but it can also at least in the early chapters they took this away it can steal concepts so it can steal like in the first chapter it steals someone's sight Uh, in the like yeah in in the first major battle uh it steals the friction from the floor <laughs> that's wild. I love it so much, but like that's something that's like very hard to translate to a fighting game in a consistent way like you yeah. can do it but it, it, that's not what Jojolian, uh which is jojo part eight that's not what Jojolian's about. Jojolian is a mystery um it's almost i i would i would say it's like a hard boiled crime fiction actually
1: yeah i'm 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 thinking now also of uh the the Phantom Thieves arc of Hunter Hunter.
0: Yeah. Where yeah. like
1: there are a couple of big like knockdown drag out fights in there, but there's also moments of like the heroes like using their power to like bust through walls to escape, and then the villain who's trying to catch them using a combination of techniques to basically like become a little moving radar sensor in case they're hiding from in the him in the dark. And like there's there's there is I guess that's kind of the, the thing, is the thing that keeps a lot of really good and unique shonen anime going, and what keeps them engaging is that they have these engagement curves built on these different uses of these power sets.
0: Hunter x Hunter is also really amusing because it sets you up into thinking that it's going to be, you know, a Dragon Ball knockoff or whatever, and then, like, they don't use their powers to fight as much as they use their powers to avoid dying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they they barely, like, the first few arcs, or, like, the first two arcs, they barely have access to anything dramatically supernatural. Right. It's It, it takes a very long time before it starts engaging all that. Yeah, I, you know what? This has me thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned last week that I'm a big fan of isometric turn-based tactics games. Okay, yeah, yeah. It would be really cool to see... A, like a a Fire Emblem or XCOM or Invisible Ink style game about like you've got your little cast of Shonen characters. Maybe it's like you have your you know the the four main guys of, of Hunter Hunter, mm-hmm. and you've got to like you know it sets up the situations that they're involved in in the show as Fire Emblem maps.
0: You know it's funny. Hmm. Uh, back in like the early 2000s, there was a Tactics Yuu Hakusho game. Yo, that's rad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I couldn't tell you if it was like even like mediocre or bad. Um, yeah, because I, I don't like, think it was good. I feel like a lot more people would be talking about it if it was good. Yeah, but and, like and this is, this it is not existed, a and this is not a treatment that would work for every shonen anime. Oh, like, definitely not. Something
1: like Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighters, is about as good as you're gonna get. Yeah. However, something like Dragon Ball, I was a huge fan of the uh, the Game Boy Advanced Dragon Ball like side-scrolling beat-em-up game. That game kicked ass because it was a better fit for Dragon Ball than a fighting game would have been. Right. Because it's Dragon Ball is an adventure story. I don't know. I, I think that that's interesting. I think it would be cool to
0: see like, someone I would, take... I like, would really like to see JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, for example, in the format of an adventure game.
1: Yeah. Like in or the like vein a, of like uh, Grim
0: Fandango or uh you or know what's, like
1: what's the what's the time skippy one for the Switch? Uh, I can't think of the name. Oh uh,
0: uh the Sexy Brutal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Something like like something like that where they're able to work whatever like the main character's major thing is into that puzzle solving vein.
0: I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, we solved yeah. one of these. <laughs> Guess I what's mean, one? like this 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 isn't like an issue to be solved. No, this not is not more at all. like me. Just thinking about like some alternatives that I would like now uh, I'm gonna make a
1: different subset of people angry with me than I did before. Here we fucking go. Here we go. Hey Dylan. Yes, you like giant
0: robots. I like giant robots. We like giant robots. Chicks dig giant robots for the fourth time. We've done that. Yeah, boy, we we sure do love busting Uh, out this mega mega XLR XLR and like run it into the dirt. Yeah.
1: It's okay. Uh, Cartoon Network won't do it, so we have to. Um, Oh, God. So, Mecha is fun. I have been a big fan of various, like, Mecha anime and other kind of giant robot-related properties for basically as long as I can remember. One of the first things I remember watching as far as anime goes alongside Dragon Ball Z was the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, Mm. And here's where I'm gonna make a lot of people mad. There are a lot of mecha games out there and they straddle a lot of different genres you've got uh things like uh zone of the enders you've got mm. things like the recent daemon X machina that came out on the switch and then got a pc port you've got things like art oh is it armored core uh yeah armored core yeah uh you've got properties like BattleTech with their mech warrior games or they recently put out a isometric turn-based tactics game because i'm me and i would know this uh there's a lot of and then you've got stuff like fucking Dy- like dynasty warriors gundam which right. is its own kettle
0: of fish there's a lot uh, of mecha you, games you out you do there. know that front mission exists right what's front mission oh my god uh front, <laughs> i mean like it's not like you would know it was kind of niche even back in the day but like front mission is a square enix or square soft isometric mech based tactics game well gonna See if I can find a copy of that. Uh. Well, it's like for PS1, so you'd have to emulate yo, it. Yo, there was one in 2019, apparently. Uh, we don't talk about that's. Oh, okay, it's never not, mind. It's a, that's a third-person shooter, and from what I've heard, it's not a very good one. Gotcha.
1: But all this is to say, there's a lot of different, like, mecha is obvious fodder for video games. Who yeah. doesn't love giant robots? Also, it opens up You'd be up, surprised. Like, well, sure. But also being, like, about giant robots, it opens up tons of opportunities for, like, if you want there to be character customization or RPG elements or anything like that in a game. A giant robot is a very easy thing to fit those kinds of mechanics onto narratively.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I what's the rub? The rub is, as much as I have played a lot of games about mecha that I have enjoyed, I don't know that I have played any that I have enjoyed for the same reasons that I love things like
0: Gundam. I feel like that's a very hard thing to describe because, like, like, well, what I was going to say is, like, the reasons why I love Gundam are, like, yes, the mechs are cool, but, like, it's so much more than that. And I think that's
1: part of it. That's part of my issue, is that, Mm -hmm. like, Gundam is, like, yes, Gundam, across all of the different Gundam series that have existed, there are stories about people with giant robots and the giant robots fight, but it, they do a very good job of like making it also very much about the characters who are piloting those giant robots and the people that they come into contact with mm-hmm. sometimes more successfully than others, but there's that element. And I, I, that is not really what I'm concerned with because okay. I, I have not played enough of these mecha games and the ones that I have played, some are some have good stories and some have less good stories. So like mm-hmm. that's that's a mixed kettle of fish.
0: Yeah. Like I love Zone of the Enders too. I think it has a great like it has a great sense of pacing. The the set pieces are great. That story is not one of the highlights of the mecha genre. <laughs> like video game or otherwise. Yeah.
1: But I I think what it comes down to for me is that there is something about like the feel of play that it is very difficult to get right. Because Mecha, like a, a, a giant robot, needs to feel like a giant robot while also needing to be pleasant to control.
0: I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. You sound so exhausted with me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm just not sure if I... Because, like, I feel like you have if to you make concessions. No, if you, like if you disagree with me, just...
1: that's rad. <laughs> I, I would love okay. to have this conversation.
0: Because, like, I feel like Zone of the Enders, for all of its weaknesses, it knows exactly what it wants to be, and it wants to be, like, that fast-paced, like, brand of a mecha. Like, it is very much an early 2000s take on uh giant robots, like, in all the speed and high-flying action that follows, and so you don't really feel like you're, like, you feel like you're piloting a mech insofar as, like, the way that the camera moves and the sense of speed, but, like you don't feel like you're piloting a lumbering thing
1: yeah and and that's the thing that like sticks with me is on the one hand i mm-hmm. don't want it to be too lumbery because that would not mm-hmm. be fun to control and like there are games like i had a copy of god i don't even know which mech warrior game it was let me do a quick google <laughs> cuz there there have been mech warrior games for fucking forever and I had one when I was a kid that probably came out in, like, no, this one. It was 1999 for Windows. And it was, like, a fir- it was basically a flight simulator, but instead of a plane, you were piloting, like, a big lumbering giant robot. And it was fun, but—and this is just the thing about the Battletech setting. It didn't feel like a Gundam or, like, a Gurren Lagan or any, like—it mm-hmm. didn't feel like a Mecha. It felt like a tank on legs. Yeah. which is its own thing, and it was honestly quite successful at that. And that's kind of one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum is stuff like Zone of the Enders or Daemon X Machina, in which, you, f- like you said, you feel like you're piloting a giant robot from the, like, you know, like you said, the way it animates, the way that the camera moves. But in terms of, like, speed, it's more almost like a flight sim jet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there is a middle ground that I haven't found a game that taps into that I would be really excited to play because I think what you, what you miss on that second side, the, the Zone of the Enders side of that equation, is it doesn't have the same sense of scale.
0: Yeah, like, I would agree with that.
1: Like, think about, and again, this is where that well, trouble comes
0: in. Well, well. I mean well. in terms of the way
1: that it controls. I mean in terms of, like, the handling.
0: Okay, okay. Of your,
1: <laughs> of your robot. Again, I have not
0: played all of Zone of the Enders, so if you're
1: going to tell me about, like, a giant fucking
0: Nightmare There's... Demon... <laughs> no, no, it's just, like, there is a set piece... Spoilers for Zone of the Enders, the second runner, if that was even on your radar. <laughs> um, but there, there is a set piece where you are taking down an entire fleet of, like, ships, of, like, uh, mech carriers. That's right. Um, and you have, like, this giant Omega laser, and it's the coolest shit... That sounds um, right as hell. I want to play like, this now. I, I feel like it, that does the scale right.
1: Okay. But, like, that's, that's kind of... It's the, the trick of balancing, because the way that you sell that something is very big, typically, like, animation or game animation-wise, is slowing it down. Think about, like, the Colossi in Shadow of the Colossus, and how, like, that game really sells how big these fucking things are largely through, like, the timing of their movements and the speed and, like, the, the way that they are animated that way. Uh-huh. And it would feel really shitty trying to pilot a fucking Colossus because <laughs> you'd be yeah. like, all right, tilt the control stick to the left, and in three minutes I'll be there. Um, <laughs> and so obviously that's not the answer, but I, I like, I find myself wishing, because I've been playing a lot of Daemon X Machina recently on my Switch and enjoying it. It's a very fun game. It, it is fun to play. The robots are cool looking, I like it, but I wish there was just a like a little more clunkiness, like a little more heft to the way that not just your ship but all the other mechs controlled to like sell the fact that these are like many ton 20 foot tall robots.
0: so what that sounds like to me is that you want a mech game to have it all it, yeah, and I recognize that
1: <laughs> but it's just it's it's interesting to me that. That hasn't been tapped into. Like, well, I I, I get don't why. Think,
0: yeah, it's not like the most lucrative genre. It's like pretty niche, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I guess it's like, I don't know if like I I would actually have to play Front Mission. I I played the I played a demo of it on a demo disc that I think came with either Parasite Eve or Vagrant Story. <laughs> um, but like, it's not that it's not a game I spend a lot of time on just because like. I love isometric uh, turn-based tactics games, but, like, they also burn me out. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But I, I, I don't know, it's, it's tough. There are so, like, because there are so many different subgenres of mecha and, like, yeah, how yeah. mecha is conveyed. I should really play Titanfall 2. have I've I was just en- thinking about that. Yeah, I
1: remembered enjoying the first Titanfall back when I played a little bit of it, a friend, uh, a little bit of it at a friend's house. And I've heard nothing but good things about Titanfall 2
0: yeah I've heard Titanfall 2 has like an amazing campaign um, yeah, I
1: don't, like I said this is another one where like I don't really have an answer for it and like I recognize that this is just me being very particular <laughs> like I'm not,
0: I'm not above admitting that you're, you're Goldilocks right now and you're looking exactly. for the mecha action game that is just right exactly I just, I, this was more I wanted to kind of talk through
1: because I didn't really know why when I started talking about this I had a, an inkling but I wanted to, I wanted to chat about it and now that I've you. pissed off two very different subsets of human beings on this episode, what do you say we wrap it up? Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you don't hate me. I had fun talking to you, and obviously, all this shit's my opinion. If you disagree with me, yell, yell about it at me on Twitter. It'd be great. I feed off of your engagement. Um, it nourishes me. <laughs> mm. uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this mini and we'll be back to talk to you again on Thursday. Until then, remember that wherever you get your podcasts, whether that is the Apple Podcast Service, Spotify, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, anywhere like that, really, leave a rating, leave a review. Tell us that you love us or that I'm a, an idiot and a scrub. Either way, I love you. And if you want to know more about us, a great way to uh, find out more about us is to head to our website, bsgpod.com. There you'll find info about me and Dylan. You'll find a contact sheet if you want to reach out to us. It's a great
0: website. Uh, if you want to hit us up on social media, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Our handle is at BSG underscore cast. And you can also find us on YouTube. I don't know why you would comment on us, our YouTube. I don't think we've updated it in a while. We haven't. Boy, howdy. I, I will get around to that eventually, but it's I, I there's something I want to do first. It 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 depends on the availability of an artist friend I have. That all aside, uh, if you want to contact us or, you know, maybe not necessarily contact us, but like, you know, engage with us in any sort of way, uh, talk about us, you can use that hashtag BSGpod. Also, huge, huge thanks to our friend Brennan French for the key art he has provided our show. Um, If you like his stuff, you should check him out at his Squarespace at Brennan-French.Squarespace.com. That is B-R-E-N-N-E-N french.squarespace.com you can also find him on instagram.com slash brennan french arts and on twitter at brennan underscore french you should also go show some love to our friend
1: bioquery, he's the musician behind our theme song Dot Sound Radio volume 1 instrumentality he's a great artist, a great composer a great friend and a great person and you should listen to all of his music you can find it by going to his soundcloud which is soundcloud.com slash bioquery that's soundcloud.com slash b-i-o-q-u-e-r-y or by searching for Bioquery on Spotify. Thank you also to the HP Video Game Podcast Network for having us on the network. It's a great combination of video game-related podcasts. If you like our show, you'll probably like one of theirs, too. They run the gamut from the fandom side to the news side to the development side, and then there's weird shows like us that don't really have a great genre. Either way, you'll find something you like, so go check them out on Twitter at HPVGPodNetwork. Also, Thank you, as always, to our amazing patrons over at patreon.com bsgpod. Thanks to you. We are not losing money, and that is awesome. It means that we're able to keep making this show that we love making and that we hope that you get something out of. So if you like our show and want to help support it, you should go check out patreon.com bsgpod. That's going to do it for us today, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. See you there.
0: Bye bye Goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Did, were you about to say you love me? Ugh.